0: Welcome to the second series of The Man Who Was Scared to Death. In this audio documentary, I talk to people who work and spend time in the presence of death on a daily basis in order to help me come to terms with my eventual demise. In this episode, I talk to Samantha Jane Street Porter, no, not that one, a funeral service coordinator and memorial consultant at a North London Funeral Directors. We get the lowdown on those lying even lower down.
1: So my name's Samantha Jane Street Porter and I work in the funeral industry. I've been in the industry since about 2009. Always had a fascination with death, myself. And so I decided to go into the industry but but didn't really know what it was. When I was younger and I would see funeral cars, I would always wonder, what are these people? Who are these people? And growing up in school, there was, we didn't have companies come round from the deaf industry to introduce, you know, um, people who may be interested. So then I went on in life. And um, before I came into this side of the industry, I was with the coroners. So, which I found extremely interesting. I loved it. I was like, wow, can this little calcified bit of vein really makes someone die. Mm. It fascinated Mm. me. So I then decided um, I wanna study a bit more on this. I I wanted to become a pathologist after that because I would see the pathologist come in and he'd do chop, chop, chop and be like, that's the cause of death. And I'd be like, wow, Mm -hmm. wow. And so from there I, I went on to study medicine. And the more I studied medicine was the more I found myself very Vulnerable, very like. Oh my gosh, I'm just flesh, and I have no control over anything. And I'd done that for a few years, and I really enjoyed it. And as I say, the more that I studied, was the more. And actually, was even though I became vulnerable, as in, this is really what I am. This is really what we are. uh, There's a spiritual side to it because we are just. It's like there are kind of two parts to us, maybe. Um, there was the flesh side, which I saw. I went off meat for a while, to be honest. <laughs> um, but then there was the spiritual side, which was what makes me tick. How, why am I here? What, What is this that has kept me alive? I became very tearful. I became really tearful and just a bit more, and more grateful mm. that I had this this life, this spirit that connected me to my flesh.
0: Fascinating. I mean, yeah, I think we all like to believe that we have you know, a soul or something, whatever, however you describe it, it's different to the flesh. And Mm. for me, it was that I remember going to a zoology museum in London and obviously you see all the skeletons and all the remains and you have to accept that that is you inside. But uh, there's still part of me that I can't believe that that would happen to me. I mean, is that something that you thought about yourself?
1: No, (laughs) I didn't. I went along to a f- few of the shows. You know, they had these shows where they had all the the, uh, the... the I can't remember what it was called. I remember going to see that a couple of years ago, there was an artist who, um, I don't know, formaldehyde the bodies up and they were on display. And I remember thinking, wow, that that could be me. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I'd have to have, uh, you know, obviously you have to have permission for that, but it just, just brought it back home again. Yeah, this is really, this is what we are. And there's some mysteries that I don't think will ever be able to be explained
0: so when did you start working at a funeral directors
1: I started in 2014 after I was looking after a friend of mine I was doing care care work and I decided after that that's not something that I want to do though I care it's not something that I wanted to do and it was a close friend as well so made it a bit more difficult so I you know decided to look around and um I contacted a funeral home and I handed in my CV because I had this interest. I've mm. always had the interest in, in death and what is it and why and, you know. And, uh, and then I got the job and then I've been in the industry since then.
0: Of the people that you've met in the industry, do you think there is that common bond of, of being interested in, in death and existence or, or is it just more of a job for some people?
1: I think you have to be a special... We're all special. Mm. But I think you have to be a special kind of person to be in this industry, to be able to be dealing with grief every day, mm-hmm. um, to be seeing death, physical death, every day. I don't think you can have it, it's just a job because it's definitely not about the money because <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's definitely not that well paid. Mm. You definitely have to have a morbid fascination, I would say, <laughs> yeah? If I'm bringing a deceased in my care, I feel almost like a guardianship over that person while they're in my care. And I make sure they're looked after, and I make sure they smell good, and I make sure that they're presented, presented well. Um, so it's definitely, you know, you have to be able to touch a deceased. You have to be able to adjust a deceased, comb hair, put on makeup. So it can't be just a job.
0: So talk me through then, like a, an ordinary day uh, that you'd have here, let's say, on a Tuesday, one or Tuesday?
1: No day is ordinary. Each day is is very different and each family is very different. You could have a family that have come from the coroners and are very distressed because their loved one's been found at home. You could have uh, a family that's come in, they've lost their child. Um, you have that, that sort of pain. You have, you know, families that come in that, you know, their loved one was 100 years old and they're quite happy. Oh, they had a great life. Um and so and then you make arrangements according to the family. All arra- all funeral arrangements are the same, but there are different aspects to each family that they want which makes them a bit more each family's a bit more bespoke. Mm-hmm. Their funerals are a bit more best spoke based on what they want. But the foundation is always is always the same. It's always we need a date. We need to know where you're going to. We need to know if you want a funeral service at a church. Mm -hmm. And we need to know if you want a cremation or a burial. And then everything else is filled in, Mm -hmm. in between.
0: What's the best and the worst aspects of, or or as you say, the grief thing, obviously, you know, uh, I've been tremendously lucky in that, you know, my parents are still alive Mm -hmm. despite my age. uh, And all my grandparents uh, passed when I was very young. So I didn't have any knowledge of that. And I've kind of lost a couple of friends along the way, but no one I would ever describe as being, you know, massively close you know what's the is there a common thread of people who, who are going through grief or is it as you say bespoke an individual each time
1: as humans we have that common thread and I don't think that will ever change um, it's something that we have to go through It's something that we have to feel something that we have to face and it's it's how it's it's how it's, it's dealt with that that common thread that we have is 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 life and death yeah. is is the end of it and it's what happens in between trying to make the most of if you can some souls on this earth are, are not happy they may never be happy and then some are you know very happy and they don't want to give up life <laughs> at all you know I tend to take each day as it comes.
0: Funny enough, um, I think we're probably more similar in that way. I mean, I I don't know about you, but I have this sort of clock inside me. I tend to be much happier at the start of a month rather than the end of the month because Mm -hmm. I've got the whole month ahead of me, even though months are just this random sort of division of of time. Or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but when I get closer to my birthday, it's a bit bad because it's like another year. But then after my birthday, I think I've got another year to go. This is amazing. Is that sort of how How is your... Uh, Attitude towards death changed, let's just say, since working here, rather than I know you've you've obviously worked in other jobs close to death, but since working here, do you think your attitude to your own mortality has changed?
1: Yeah, I think it's changed in the sense that, yes, it's going to happen. How? I don't know. But I know that things have to be in order. Okay, so practical... Yeah, you have to be in order. You have to try and be in order and have paperwork where people can find. Oh. Not have a house that's too cluttered, um, because there are. It's a lot of. It, there are a lot of things that the family have to go through when somebody passes away. It's not just, oh, they've passed away. There's a lot of you know kind of official paperwork. You have to go registrars, and doctors, and there are sometimes families that come in and they don't know what this person wanted. They don't even know what their favorite color was or their favorite music. And so it can cause a bit of distress, yeah? So I think if everything is, is you know, just in terms of my mortality, sometimes I feel I'd be very happy to go because I'm tired. Do you know what I mean? Just tired of just the world and the way that people are and they've forgotten that they're going to die it's like do you know what i mean i, I can't explain it but you know i see things i see things on tv when i do manage to watch tv and you know you have this this person that thinks they're something more mm. when they're not we're all the same um we're all on on a spectrum i could be you you could be me mm. do you understand and i just think what, what What's all the fuss about? You're going to die. You're going to leave this all behind. Yeah, you may leave money behind. But you're going to go. You can't eat that money.
0: So that's the legacy question, isn't it? You know, I think a lot of people feel that, you know, having children or, or, or as you say, you know, being whatever successful in life makes them a more important person. Whereas, of course, the ultimate fact is we're all flesh and bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you not think maybe that's just about people? Because I've been fascinated by people like that, you know, you know, the... The Donald Trumps of the world, should we say? You know, people who are that sort of on the spectrum of you know the narcissism personality disorders. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think that they do sit down at one point and feel lonely and feel bereft and feel that actually they're going to die, or do you think that it just takes over your mind? Because I mean, we all, we've all met and, and and known people like
1: that. I think, yes, <laughs> I would say they would have to, and the reason is, I I believe in in a higher being than myself definitely and I think the reason why we all have at some point to think about that about where we're going is because we can't have everything that we want we will never be able to have everything we want there's a space for that time to say you know what this is all going to end Um, no matter how rich you are or how poor you are that's That's what I believe, I believe that, yeah, no matter who you are, how rich you you're gonna something's gonna happen, somebody may be close to you, may something may happen, you think, oh, that could have been me, or yeah, you know, kind of quick, yeah, actually I'm gonna die, but before I die i'm going to be you know really happy or whatever, but it comes into us at, at at some point something
0: speaking to you, I realize how selfish I am, and I've got you know a son who's now twenty, uh, so he's at university and you know being obsessed with my own existence And you know, the one thing that absolutely changed that obviously was having him around and mm. my main feeling was you know i know that he didn't exist before you know and then he popped into existence and now he's alive and well and you know he's a human being mm. and so i was thinking you know well i didn't exist at some point you know mm. what's to say that afterwards you were not exist again in some form you know are are you would you call yourself religious i
1: take it you, you in what you're saying or definitely not religious no more spiritual um i've had a lot of spiritual encounters which leads me to believe in my experience of what happens after death i had an experience where i was out cold and the spiritual aspect of that was that there was a horse there and this horse looked at me, and I'm afraid of horses, by the way, because they're huge creatures, aren't they, but beautiful. I will
0: say um, my name, Philip, actually, the, uh, the meaning is lover of horses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't like horses.
1: <laughs> they sca- I like horses, but I'm scared of them. They're just too powerful for me. But uh, this horse looked at me and beckoned me to it, to chase it. And it began to canter. And I began to chase this horse. There was no breathlessness, there was no it was just I'm just chasing this horse. Now and then I wasn't chasing this horse. Now what that said to me growing up, and I've always never forgotten that experience, was that if I caught that horse, I'd still be riding that horse now. Because I would be dead. Yeah. So I've had I've had those spiritual um you know, spiritual experiences and you know, it's always led me to believe that there's something, there's definitely after death for me. You know, some people talk about fire, and I don't, I don't know. You know, each person's experience is different, but mine wasn't that. Mine was it would just go on forever, but there's just no time. So, what is forever? You know, it would just go on and on and on and on, but it'd be okay.
0: Going on forever is, you know, part of the things that scares me because it never sort of stops, but everything else around, you know, we're here in Wood Green outside there, you know, everything will keep going, you know, do you not have that sort of fear of missing out?
1: No. Mm -hmm. Um, Before, maybe when I was younger, yeah, I would. But no, the the forever for me is, is 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 a different experience, it's not a physical thing. The physical has to die, it's flesh, it becomes rotten, we get broken, we age we can't we can't go on forever that's and I think it's that it's it's the worldly part that I don't mind leaving behind
0: you said earlier that you know the whole as I said, you um you don't fear death in a way in that you know not welcome it but you know because of the way the world is it's not that bad a place to leave you know I presume that's not always been your your attitude do you think you know aging has a big sort of effect on that you know you, you, presumably you change as you get a bit older or not
1: you do yeah and you see things differently um, and each person see, th- sees things differently and has a different priority M- my thing on that is um, it just is what it is <laughs> I, I can't expect it, it just is what it is i I've accepted it I've got to a place where I'm, I'm accepting this is going to happen and I can't stop it and I don't know how it's going to happen but I ask that it's not long. Well,
0: I actually, I, I spoke to um, someone who, you know, is in palliative care and mm. really interesting guy from Cardiff. And, you know, I kind of asked the question, I presume everyone, you know, when you're faced with, you, when you've got a timeline, you know, when you know you're you know, probably going to pass. Mm. And he said, you know, some people won't accept it and I was like yeah I'm going I will be that person no matter what anyone says no matter if a doctor sits there and looks at you and you say okay I can tell you categorically you've got 6 months I don't think my brain is equipped to accept that you know and so ironically I kind of hope that if I had to pick a way to die it would be some kind of apocalypse like, so everyone goes with me.
1: <laughs> That's really selfish. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. They may not want to go. <laughs> well, they have no choice. <laughs>
0: do you think about your own mortality in that way? You know, the ways of going, and I, I presume obviously as part of your, your work, do you, is it important how the person passed, or is that not really part of the conversation?
1: I don't think so. Because you're going to do it anyway. You can do it in a very fashionable way, or, a, you know, people are just dropping now, um, young people. But then, um, deaf is, is no respecter of persons, or age, or, or race, it's, um, it's a powerful, powerful shadow. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, I, I, I accept it, and I, I not, not to say that I welcome it, as you said, but I know, and I hope that I have fulfilled my purpose, you know, when, when my purpose is fulfilled, whenever i'll be taken and i'll be taken and hopefully remembered you know maybe once a year even you know sometimes people not even remembered are they
0: funny if i went to highgate cemetery and i interviewed uh, a guy who does tours there and apparently i'm not jewish myself but apparently in jewish tradition they put a stone on top of the grave they keep replacing it every year and then at one point someone will forget to do it and that's when your ultimate passing is so it's almost that like you have that's two deaths
1: yeah that's 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 interesting and i know that in the greek in the greek tradition as well they they you know they're constantly having memorials you know they have the 40 days they have memorials every every year i wonder if it's the same well
0: immortality is is obviously it's it's not a tangible thing is it as you say being remembered might be enough i'm interested though i know that we've said this a couple of times now but you know like I, I can separate the body with whatever else it is, the spiritual side or, or, or the soul, but it always fascinates me to speak to people who, like, they can accept it. You know, I can't accept it, and I would have thought most people would be the same. You know, is there something you've experienced that makes it easier to accept it? Is it just working, you know, working with other people that it happens to you? Do you think it makes it easier to accept it for yourself?
1: No. I think it's, it's um, for me, it's a state of mind. It's a, it's, a spiritual, it's a spiritual growth. It's knowing, for me, myself, that this world, this, this microphone, this phone, <laughs> this clothes, you know, is nothing. It's nothing. I, I put no place on it. it it's, it's just created but there is a creator and I know that I have to return to that creator when I'm called. I I just, yeah, I think it's more, for me, it's a, it's, it's a spiritual growth that, yeah, there's there's the physical and there is the spiritual. I do believe that. And the physical has to return. Uh, just like the spirit has to return as well. And without the two, we are nothing. We can't, there can't be, there's no separation. One has to go, the other has to follow.
0: If you had to guess then, the spiritual nature of us, or whatever the energy within yeah. us is, what would you... You know, this is your your question. What would, what would happen after your body
1: passes? What would happen? Well, the body would be there, be eaten, um, become dust, compost, the cycle of life, because mm-hmm. the maggots would eat me. And the cycle continues. So life goes on after death. The spiritual side is, I I think, the the everlasting side, the side that goes on forever. And I know you have a problem with that word. I don't know if it's forever or the the thought of going Mm -hmm. on forever, but without that time as we know it physically, I think it's very, very different. Um, Physical has a time. You have a time where you've got to get your bills paid by this time or you've got to do this by this time. I think with the, with the spiritual my experience is there is no time and it goes on but it doesn't go on in a way that that we know physically it's not it's nothing like this
0: time obviously is a, is a human made construct anyway you know like measuring the moon i um okay let's let's move on to 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 matters more positive if i had to plan my own funeral mm. i love what you're saying about the whole practical nature because you know I, I have, you know, as you say, this the selfish dream. I'm obsessed with my own mortality. <laughs> I don't have anything in, in, in like, you know, there's no will. Mm-hmm. Even though my son's twenty, mm-hmm. I could not face doing a will because obviously that's again dealing with the yeah, ultimate question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of practicalities do you think that uh, you know every everyone should be thinking of?
1: Cost. That's it. Yeah. Cost. And and what what you'd want, but you're not going to be there, so you don't know if it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> you know. But more about more about the cost, funerals are very expensive, mm-hmm. burials are expensive, and if you don't have money for that, then it falls on your loved ones, and you know, do you want that? Some people don't mind. Yeah, it, it's the cost, and just making sure everything, everything can come together for that, and, and just hope that, you know, people remember you, uh, remember the songs that you liked, and you know, maybe get that into, into your funeral. But I think more, think about the cost, of uh, there's a cost of living, so there's a cost of death.
0: Do you think if you had to have like a spreadsheet of the kind of things that you'd want or, or most requested or that you the information that you would need to, you know, to do your job perfectly, what kind of things would be on that list?
1: Where do you want your body to rest? That's it.
0: Do you, working in this industry, do you walk around cemeteries or, or that kind of?
1: Oh, If I had the time, I would be there. I've been to cemeteries and I love them, somehow, yeah? There's a peacefulness about them. There's one that I do attend quite often, which is in Edmonton, Montague Road, and there are two cemeteries there, huge, huge cemetery. I went into a block of flats to actually have a look, Mm. and it was, I don't know how many acres of land that is, but I went in there, and the stones, the tombstones, the years that you see on some of those two And I think oh, they're really dead. They are really dead. And it brings it back, I'm really gonna die. <laughs> you know? My date of birth is gonna be on there, and so is my date of death if I get if I get buried days. So it all it, it's a constant reminder. And but it also brings some sort of relief that maybe somebody will see me one day, see my name, see my date of birth, see my date of death, and say, Oh. Okay. And then I'll be remembered. And that's it.
0: Do you have any epitaph or inscriptions that you want on that tombstone?
1: No. <laughs> Cuz I don't know if it's going to be done. None at all. All the, all the worldly things I just I can't be asked with anymore. It's just I just find it I just find it tiring. I just to me it just doesn't matter. What what matters is for me is me being able to serve my community to help humans as much as i can um to make arrangements to, to do you know fulfill my arrangements with with funerals because i believe that i've been put here you know not only to do that because i don't will and want people to die but it's for me it's it's so fulfilling there's a peacefulness about it that gives me peace you know i like to wash deceased that's that's one of my one of my things that i enjoy doing and I find such a peacefulness in it in just cleaning them before, before they go, presenting them, as it were, to, the, to their family. Not everyone can do that.
0: Was it difficult to start with?
1: No. No. It was just something that came naturally. It's just me. <laughs> you know, it's just me from when it's, it's not... It's not something that I've had to think about. Because either you can do something or you can't. And I can.
0: I've only ever been around one dead body in my entire life, mm. and I couldn't help but think, God, are they going to sit up at some point? Is there going to something happen? Uh, it must be an adjustment in your life to, I suppose, given your previous occupations, that you don't really have that. But has there ever, ever been a point where you think, this person's not actually dead?
1: No. Yeah. I, I mean, even now, you know, if, I, if I'm, you know, in a chapel with a deceased and I think, I'm going to go home and hopefully I'm gonna return. But I know you're gonna be there all night, not moving, not breathing, I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna see you in exactly the same position. And I find it fascinating, what is that, where is that place that they can't come back from? They just can't, they don't have that strength to come back from. I find that fascinating, I find that fascinating and it makes me believe that there's something greater, there's a place greater than where we are now. And you can't come back from that. You know, sometimes people will say, oh, I had a near-death experience. Yeah, but you didn't really, because you're here. Mm-hmm. It's no near-death, either you're dead or you're alive. You may have experiences, I think, you know, along the way to show you this is, this is you, this is how you are, this is what you can become, you can, you can die. And you know you come out of that but i don't think there's no near death it's either you're alive or or you're dead
0: there's actually a website of people writing their near-death experiences Mm. i suppose you get people who like you know are technically dead for a minute or two minutes and they all describe the same thing that 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 notion of just relaxation you know and acceptance i suppose which i can see why the body would do that if it's a traumatic experience you shut down you talked about when you had the horse is that your view of near-death experience
1: it was something that happened, I don't, if if I died, I'd be riding that horse, but I'm not. So it wasn't near death at all, it was just something that happened and I can't, I can't explain it. But I do know and I do believe that the body knows how to die. Mm-hmm. We know how to die, as much as we may resist it and think, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be here anymore and how's this gonna happen with my son and my daughter and my demographic. They will continue to live, they will party, enjoy themselves, (laughs) you know, get in trouble with the police, whatever it is. But I guess you have to get to a place within yourself where you feel comfortable with that. And whether that's you, whether you connect with your spiritual side, because the physical side is, is maybe what you're fighting. And, um, yeah, I, I guess, they, you know, as I say, I came to a point where I just, I just let it go. It was just like, you know what, I can't, I can't fight this. I'm going to age. I see elderly people and I just think, oh, my gosh. What do I prefer? Do I prefer that my body is crooked and my mind is OK? Or my mind is gone and my body is fine? You know, there's just, like, so many things to think of in, in, in dying. Because that's the body letting go. It's, it's just, it's, it's letting go and then it just lets go and just hope that it's a, it's a peaceful, a peaceful end.
0: Well, one thing I've asked everyone, and I've spoken to a lot of people, is do you have a preferred method of death?
1: It would be that I've bathed the night before, that I'm clean and that I'm smelling good. I just don't wake up.
0: One last piece of advice for me then, so someone who obviously is on the verge of obsession about this subject and someone that you work with closely, Do you think it's best not to think about it or to think about it lots or is there somewhere in the middle that probably be the, the, the equilibrium that you're after?
1: I know for me, I can only speak for myself, it's not good to think about death all the time because it will stop you from moving. You won't move with your life. I think if you get to a place where you know, okay, yeah, this is gonna happen, it's definitely gonna happen, Try and find your purpose. Fulfill your purpose. Um, Connect, you know, connect with people, connect with... Find something that's fulfilling. um, and, And live before you die. Life is short, even at its longest. You can live to 100, 107 maybe, 108. But yes, I think it's important to think about death. I think it's important to know that we are created and we are in the grand scheme of things a tiny dot and we've, we've been given a time and that's it you know from when you're born it's the countdown